0: Let's get moving with Maria, inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining us today for Let's Get Moving. I have with me Olympic and Marathon runner Jared Ward, who ran for Davis High and BYU and has a long list of accomplishments in the running world, including that he competed in the 2016 Olympic Games. And in April, he placed eighth in the Boston Marathon. Uh, Jared also has a master's degree in statistics from BYU and teaches statistics at BYU as an adjunct professor. And thank you so much for being here today.
1: Hey, thanks, Maria. It's fun to be in studio. Yeah.
0: Talk for a minute where it's cooler than it is outside I right know. now, right? Talk for a minute about the Boston Marathon. You just completed that with a personal best. Talk to me about what happened there.
1: Well, it had been a long-time goal of mine to run uh, sub-210 in the marathon. And, uh, and Boston this year just presented conditions that were good enough for that time you know it is I was partway through the race in the middle of the race and we were on pace to run 208 or 209 and then the race the pace started to slow and um, I was looking around at a lot of international runners that had uh, resumes significantly better than mine Um, but I thought you know what I'm not willing to throw away this goal mid-race and so I jumped up in front and led for a little while uh, just uh, being assertive enough to keep on pace uh, because that was something that was important to me I wanted to run that time
0: yeah what made this different for you?
1: You know um, training was good we My wife uh, delivered our fourth baby in January, which is three months before uh, the Boston Marathon. So I was a little bit worried about training. I thought, you know we have four kids now, and i 'm going to be training from home and and helping out with the the crew and I was teaching a class at the same time and uh, and thought i don 't know how this training 's going to go, um, but it actually went really well. I bought a treadmill and put it in my basement and then, Probably did 30 percent of my mileage on a treadmill while I watched my kids play around on their gymnastics equipment. And and I really just stayed healthy. I think um, I think being consistent and healthy uh, is something that I've uh, I've learned is important, especially as I get a little bit older, that staying healthy um, has been critical. And so I, I feel like if I can stay healthy, then then things work out.
0: You're a little bit older, but still had your personal best.
1: Well, yeah, We need they, to point that out, right? <laughs> that's right. They say so. I just turned thirty this this last year, and um, they say for endurance athletes, you can you can peak into your mid thirties um, cardiovascularly, but it it kind of just depends on if your body can uh, can keep up with you.
0: Right. Talk about running. Why running? What what? When did you realize that this is really what you want to do? You've been running for what? since junior high, even probably before that? Yeah, you know, I, I think even in elementary school, I looked forward to running the mile in
1: PE class because it was something I was relatively good at. But I would have called myself a soccer player until I was into high school. And I think I think it was just one day um, in the, the summer in between my sophomore and junior years, realizing that I was better at running than I was at, at soccer or the other stuff I was playing, and that I really did enjoy this... Uh, opportunity to try to push my body, um, in what seemed like a very just kind of grassroots way, just run as hard as I can. And, um, you know, we were talking a little bit offset about just how running makes you feel. And I, I don't know if I was in tune with, um, you know my day to day and how my body felt as a 14 and 15 and 16 year old kid in in high school, but I'm sure that that played a, a role because i you know I certainly can't attest to now um, just how running and uh, and staying fit in general just just helps you feel good, and I think that that probably played a played a role as well.
0: Yeah, for those folks who aren't runners but have always wanted to run, talk about the runner's high or what is known as the runner's high. What well, what exactly is that? What does it feel like? <laughs> well, there's
1: there's a couple of ways that that I feel it. I mean, one way is when I you know you kind of got to get over a hump and so if you say okay I want to I be a runner I want to experience this runner's high and you, you say okay I'm going out today for a run you're probably not going to feel it today you're probably just going to be sucking wind and, and feel like running's kind of Because
0: anything new you start is difficult. Yeah and, and, and it, there's, right?
1: a, there's a phase in period and it's going to take two or three weeks of you deciding you're going to be consistent enough to get to that point um, before you're going to feel anything but this is, this is where I feel the runner's high. I feel it when I start to get fit and mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of of a run thinking, I am running pretty fast and I feel great. And that is such a good feeling. It's a good feeling to be, you know, just you and the pavement and you feel like you're motoring along and it just feels so good. Um, But I think some of it also happens when you're done. You finish, you get back home, you go inside to your hopefully air conditioned house if you're running in the 90 degree heat of Utah right now. And, uh, you know, you lay down on the ground and think, yeah, I did it. And uh, and you just you know the there's there's some chemical things that happen there's endorphins and and other um, stimulus that's going on inside your body but you just feel good and um and that's what makes a difference for me
0: right you are here because you're going to be running in the Deseret News Marathon not actually running the marathon though I understand you're going to try some speed things with the 10k this yeah time yeah right. try a little speed right yeah. <laughs> Talk about the Deseret News Marathon just a little bit because uh the dynamics of that has to be a lot different than say the Boston marathon.
1: Oh sure, sure, it's different. And and you know, you you know, you're gonna um you're gonna be hard pressed to compare any marathon to the Boston marathon in terms of um scale and excitement and uh and kind of the grandeur there, but the Boston Marathon is different than probably any other marathon in the world in a number of ways. Um, but uh, but the Deseret News Marathon has its own unique niche here in Utah. And I think when you're looking at um, cool opportunities for big races in Utah that boast – a scenic tour of kind of the mountains coming down, and then uh, into Salt Lake, and then the streets of Salt Lake. Um, the The Deseret News Marathon is a pretty incredible course, and it you know it follows along the the parade route as it gets down towards the the, the finish line. Um, and it's been a fun part of my running journey. I I mean I, I have memories of running the Deseret News 10K when I was in high school, and um, and Bob Wood was organizing a high school challenge of Team Utah versus the the Team USA, um, bringing in some high schoolers from outside of the state and then high schoolers from inside of the state. And um, I don't know. I think you know it's I don't get a lot of opportunities um, to run. On this type of a stage, really a big stage in Utah, close to where friends and family are, and and I have the opportunity to kind of run in front of my home crowd. And so Des News uh, News races are, are an awesome opportunity for that, and I'm excited for them.
0: Right. And it's fun to take that pioneer route, kind of the historic uh, meaning behind the whole Deseret News Marathon as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You get to kind of you get to feel that. And I guess there's uh, I don't know if there's there's many better ways to try to experience the uh, the pioneer trek than through a marathon, right? I mean,
0: that seems that seems kind of fitting. <laughs> it does seem fitting. Talk about the crowd for a minute. You mentioned it's not like the scale of the Boston Marathon. Still, like a hundred thousand people turn out to watch the Deseret News Marathon. What is it like? To be out in front of a crowd like that, how does that help your running?
1: It's pretty incredible to turn the corner onto the parade route and have people lining the streets on both sides, and it's it's loud and it's energizing, and uh, and that does make a difference. We we talked about the Boston Marathon a little bit earlier, and and um, when I uh, jumped up in front and led for a few miles there, I led through the Wellesley Scream Tunnel, and um, and it was loud and electrifying and um and it does it does something for you when you're running to to feel that energy and i think it fuels you and gives you an opportunity to draw on some of the crowd strength as you're trying to push your body to the to the max and um and you really get that opportunity here at deseret news
0: right I think about the heat, though. Our temperatures are climbing here. How do you prepare to run in such high temperatures? Well,
1: fortunately, they start these races really early in the morning, and in the desert, we get that cooling effect. Uh, um, so it's, it's not quite as hot, um, but as the sun comes up, and um and uh gets higher in the sky it does get hot and i think the main thing that we need to do is focus on fueling during the race so we need to be we need to be drinking and hydrating throughout the race and and it becomes critical you train for it though by running in it and and really our bodies are incredible at adjusting uh to to heat and retaining more water and more plasma and so i mean it takes about 7 to 10 days of <laughs> It takes about seven to 10 days of running in the heat uh, for your body to adjust and, um, and be a little bit more prepared for that.
0: Right. Uh, your tweet from the Boston Marathon about your all-time best also said it was hard and fun. It is hard. Talk about that for a minute. Is it worth it?
1: Well, you know, I remember being asked that question um, right after the last Olympic Games by a reporter when we were talking about all the sacrifices that my family had gone through to get me there to the start line of the Olympics, you know, meals in uh, hotel rooms. that my wife was cooking out of crock pots as we moved around trying to train at altitude and, um, and things like that. And I remember wondering if it really was worth it. And I don't remember what I answered the reporter, but I remember like it, it almost had me second guessing what I was doing with my life and wondering if it really was worth it. And then it hit me that it really was worth it for the things that it taught me about myself. I learned that I could Push through things that I didn't know that I could. And I had race experiences where in the middle of the race, I thought, I don't know if I can do this. And then I would do it. Or I don't know if I can do this. And then I would remember, you know, there's friends and family, you know, mom and dad and, and wives and coaches, not wives, one wife, um, (laughs) but my wife and my kids and coach that really sacrificed to make things possible for me to run. And I wanted to uh, run my best as a reflection on their sacrifice for me. And it, it taught me something about doing my best uh, as a service to those who have invested in me. And so there were experiences like that through the Olympic trials and through the Olympic marathon and in in other races um, that I've run that have made me think it is worth it. Um, not necessarily because someone puts a medal over my neck when I finish, but because I learned something about myself that's going to translate into into all aspects of my life.
0: There are folks listening who may not want to run a marathon but may want to start running. What What is your advice to them, I mean, no matter what their goal is?
1: So my advice to any, you know, and I, I coach athletes in this online group, and um, and with our team, my advice to new runners is to, Be patient and find something you can be consistent on. I think, you know, what what kills a lot of people when they get excited about this new goal or some new exercise program is that we go in a little bit too hard too soon. And we either get injured or we get burnt out. And we end up on this roller coaster of, okay, I'm getting back to it and then I'm broken. And then I'm getting back to it and then I'm broken. And that roller coaster of up and down really doesn't give us the long-term growth or the sustainability to do something really incredible and so i would take a gradual approach and say you know what what can i sustain right now and if it's running every other day or if it's doing some run walking um start with that and then as you prove to yourself that you can do the program, the the, the entry-level program that you've started on, then add something to it. But be gradual and make sure that we're, um, we're increasing at a rate that our body can keep up with and we can stay strong through.
0: Okay, so set a realistic goal. Yes. Be consistent with it. Yes. And think about it in the long term. Hey, that was a pretty concise way of saying it. How important is it to set a goal?
1: It's... Uh, I think it's critical to have goals and to set goals, um, and uh, but they can also be nerve-wracking, right? I mean, when we set a goal, that's kind of putting ourselves out there, and I think some of us get discouraged of setting goals just because it does add pressure. Um, and I had a I had a sports psychologist at BYU named Craig Manning that I worked with, and and Craig would just say a goal needs to get you out of bed in the morning, but not be something that's so significant that it makes you nervous or anxious. And I remember after I had qualified for the Olympics and was headed into Rio, I really wanted to set the goal of finishing on the podium and getting a medal. But every time I thought about that, I would think of all the people that I would have to beat in order to do that. And it would raise my anxiety levels. And I really struggled. I think the right goal can be so powerful, but I was struggling to find a goal that really motivated me to prepare for Rio, but one that, didn't make me anxious when I got on the starting line. And um, it was one day in practice where Coach Ison said, hey, I think you can finish top 10. And that resonated with me. And I thought, you know what, I can get excited about that. And there's there's a lot of media emphasis on top three in the Olympics. But I was going for top 10 and i was excited about that and i felt confident that that was achievable and so when i crossed the finish line in sixth um some of the media made fun of me for being the most excited sixth place finisher they'd ever seen but i was excited because i had achieved a goal and that ended up being the right goal for me and so it can be tricky to fit the, pick the right goal but i'm gonna say the best gauge of the right goal is you and so if it's something that gets you excited and makes you want to get out of bed and get going in the morning and at the same time, it doesn't raise levels of anxiety, it gives you a sense of power, then I think you got the right goal.
0: Yeah, I think we have like this competitive nature and we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. Why is it so difficult just to look at yourself and be the best that you? can personally be
1: Um, that's such a tough question and I think that um, that we do often compare ourselves to others or even set other people's goals for ourselves because that's what we're looking at Um, but uh, it can be deeply rewarding and it's way more sustainable if we can figure out how to set goals for ourselves find out where we are and then get better at where we're at. And, and it might mean that, um, that we never set the goal that somebody else sets, but we all have a unique spread of talents and a unique starting point. And I think if we can condition this idea that accomplishment is taking ourselves from wherever point A is for us to point B for us, then we put ourselves in a position to really thrive. And, um, and to me, that's what it's about.
0: You mentioned that you coach online. How can people find out more about that if they'd like to?
1: So my team is called Team Endure Strong, and uh, and if you it, if you go to to uh, dot com or find us on Instagram, um, yeah, you can check us out. And, uh, and and that's that's been so fun. You know, I I I resisted getting into the coaching. Um, for so long because it was so um, time intensive I felt like and I just I just couldn't afford the time for it and then um, I teamed up with a guy named Andrew Webb in Texas um, who's a fantastic guy and and he takes a lot of the workload and and I do live video calls and and write training programs and um, and have found a way to make it work in kinda of this group style and and it's been fun for some of our team members to have a team again where they can get on our chat boards and they can talk to one another and pick the same races and um, And it's been fun to be, you know, kind of back on a team in that aspect. And so uh, that's been more joy in my life than I thought it was going to be.
0: Thank you so much for coming in, sharing your story with us and uh, talking about the Deseret News Marathon, which is coming up. And good luck in the 10K.
1: Hey, thanks. We'll have some fun.